Your new favorite country music festival is here and right in your backyard. The Country Fair is bringing Zach Bryan, John Party, Chris Young, and more to the fairgrounds at Chesterfield Amphitheater. May 19th through the 21st, 2022. Grab your friends and slide on your cowboy boots for a three-day festival experience. Packed with country music's hottest stars. Some of St. Louis's most popular eats and drinks. A free carnival with all your favorite rides upon festival entry. An authentic honky-tonk with live music, dancing, mechanical bull riding, and so much more. Kids under 12 free. Get your single-day ticket starting at 20 bucks or three-day passes now at ChesterfieldCountryFair.com. Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another episode. Today features returning guest, Matt Rudolph. Um, you've probably seen Matt around town with uh, the Extra 3, and he also plays with All Roostered Up. And today he returns with his brother Larry, and we had a lot of fun talking about their story. So hope you enjoy this one. I do want to remind you that Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company, an American Rambler, located here in St. Louis, Missouri, over in Maplewood area. Stop in and visit the shop or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. Roughneck Beard Company is proud to present a brand new beard oil blend. Come back, kid. Spring is upon us and the world is in rebirth. The pandemic seems to be winding down and the life is beginning to resume. Try our brand new invigorating blend of lemon, peppermint, black pepper, rosemary, and lang lang. It's the perfect blend to bring us all back to life. Come back, kid. Now available at roughneckbeardcompany.com. And again, use my code RPP15 for 15% off your purchase. And that includes all your favorite beard oils, beard balms, junk powder, any of their fine products over there. You can get soap, combs, all kinds of stuff. Again, uh, roughneckbeardcompany.com and tell them Shane sent you. Uh, Also, big thank you to my friends at Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. And coming soon to Hannibal, Missouri, just announced the other day that they will be uh, opening a new location in Hannibal. Uh, But yeah, visit them in Wentzville, Missouri for all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps, uh, full menu of all kinds of delicious food, burgers, flatbread, pizzas, nachos, pretzels, all kinds of tasty things. And you can hear some great live music this week on Friday May 6th, Steve Kyle, and on Saturday, May 7th, James Bertle, and on Sunday, May 8th, Mother's Day, First Things First, be out there, so you can find all this information, uh, the full menu, uh, their beer menu, and their concert calendar, all at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Be sure to get involved with them on Facebook and Instagram for more information. 
it's always a good time out there, especially it's perfect uh, patio weather happening this spring. So get out and enjoy some patio beers with them over there at Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Big thanks to everybody who uh, has already done so. But uh, if you need a new Rock Paper Podcast t-shirt, hat, tank top, or any of that, you can head on over to buyjack.com slash rockpaperpodcast. And uh, your support means everything to me. I appreciate you all continue to help grow the show for over, uh, actually May here, we hit eight years of the show. So thank you for keeping it going all these years. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and if you need me, of course, you can find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. And with all that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with my friends, Matt and Larry Rudolph. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hi, this is Matt Rudolph. This is his brother, Larry Rudolph. And you are listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guest that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round rolling round Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. Here's your hero, here's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Rock Paper Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today with... Matt and Larry Rudolph, welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is uh, this is fun. Uh, uh, returning guest uh, Matt Rudolph. So, welcome back, man. Thanks. This uh, a little different this time around with uh, without Steve and Danielle with us, but uh, we're, we got Larry uh, joining us, and I'm this is our first time getting to meet. So. Um, uh, Always uh, enjoy doing this show and getting to meet new people and, and all kinds of hearing different stories and everything else. So uh, so thank you for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having us. You guys uh, hit me up a while back. I think we've been trying to do this for for several months and a couple uh, reschedules for and stuff. And we finally made it happen. And we, uh, we you guys were telling me about uh, – uh, that you wanted to share some of your story, and I was like, "Well, yeah, let's do this." I mean, like I said, I'm always uh, down to hear some storytelling and stuff. But you guys, uh, um, what Jim Jim uh, Doyle was, yeah, Jim uh, Doyle, a friend of in that wanted to kind of kind of have you guys on. It's all yeah. that was sort of the gist of this, right? Yeah. So Jim was a radio host for I forget what station, um, but he's been. A radio host uh for years yeah and he always thought that it would be really cool to have us on and and uh 
you know, basically ask us because we started uh, playing guitar when uh, I was six, he was nine. We started taking guitar lessons at the same time, and he thought it would be cool to hear the history of how, you know, we went on from starting lessons together, uh, and we then I went on to continue with music. All right. Uh, Larry chose to go and uh, become a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Slacker. Yeah. Well, let's uh, well let's start there. Yeah. Like, let's start with uh. So six and nine, right? You both yeah. uh, signed up for what was uh, were you guys like even before the lessons? Were you guys like playing music at the house together and stuff, or was it just uh, or was that just the start there? You guys both like let's go ahead and try to do something with this. That was mainly our our dad that uh, got us into guitar. Actually, our dad's guitar is right over there in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, our remember i don't remember where we were going but i remember being in the car we were going somewhere as a family and uh he had just put it out there he said do you guys just want to try playing guitar i want you to stick with it for a month and if you hate it we never have to talk about it again but if it's something you enjoy we'll keep you in lessons and as long as you want and we we agreed to try it and it it was just so much fun. I remember we had uh, one teacher for our, our first lesson and our first lesson only. His name was Dan. I don't know why I remember that. But then we went on to have uh, another teacher that we had for the next, well, how long couple was it? years. Like, yeah, at least a couple years. I want to say more like four to six years, maybe. All right. uh, his name was Nick Navin and... He still is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it still is. That's still his name, yes. Uh, Shout out to Dan and Nick. <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, after that first lesson, uh, our first song we played, uh, it was just basically the first four chords, I think, to uh, the Eagle song, Lion Eyes. And uh, our dad sat in on that. And uh, uh, So he, he had a guitar, but it was... Did he he played too? Uh yeah, he yeah. very briefly in what would that have been like the seventies? Yeah. <laughs> early eighties maybe. Uh yeah. It, he had he had friends that would play music. Uh, they never you know, did it professionally or anything like that. Um yeah. but yeah, he held on to the guitar for years, obviously. Uh, yeah, Alvarez acoustic over there and um yeah, it's still in great shape. But, nice. uh, well, yeah, after that lesson, uh, we thought it was cool. And so I think I got that vinyl at home and we uh, put the the vinyl of, I don't even know what. It was, I think it was the Eagles' greatest hits. Yeah. So, so kind of was a, oh, there's, you know, this is a real song. And <laughs> <laughs> there's more than just five chords. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's funny. I don't remember that part happening. But, yeah. yeah yeah man i i love uh i love the eagles uh there's all sorts of uh great tunes for those from those guys but uh i worked with this guy last summer for the school district and uh and and he was like had that like eagles greatest hits like on repeat the whole summer like that's all he wanted to listen to and i'm like i like you just ruined me for it i'm like i don't want to i don't like you i i I can't listen to the Eagles anymore, man. Like, like it's just like, uh, you know, I'm like, you, you gotta have something else you want to play. Like, I mean, like, 
no matter how great a song is, I need more variety than, than just <laughs> like the same 15 songs over and over. So, um, and of course he would like try to sing them too. So like that didn't help. And, uh, but, uh, so I think I'm finally like a year later, I'm finally starting to like be able to listen to the Eagles again. But like, if it was a long time, like if it, if it came up on the shuffle or something like that, I'm like, I just had to skip it. I'm like, uh, but uh lion eyes is all is definitely one that uh i've always uh, you know enjoyed i, I just uh kind of the the smoother softer side of what they do and um yeah. but but yeah uh i imagine that's got to be a, a good feeling though especially you know when they're 69 like you were saying like actually like figured something out learning like hey dad here we go check yeah. this out yeah 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 it's uh, funny because i i now um there's times where I'll play with uh, Ethan Jones, and that's the song that we start off with. Yeah, and that's yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that he knows that. That's the first song I learned. But <laughs> yeah. that's <laughs> and then you had that little. Uh, it was almost a toy guitar. It had nylon strings. Yeah, yeah. So it <laughs> it was classical, brand new. It was forty dollars, and the the brand on it was Play and Learn. Okay, that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. That's what I plan on doing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I still have the guitar in that um, order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I still have the guitar, and uh, it's it's got its issues, but you know, yeah, I I, I wasn't very careful with it when I was younger, so <laughs> it's about twenty four inches long. <laughs> yeah, I think technically it's a half size guitar. So All right, yeah, but for little six year old me, it was easier on my fingers, and yeah, I could actually reach over the top of it to get the strings i i first started to uh try to learn on a three-quarter size guitar and that would still was too big the guitar itself was taller than i was at the time so yeah, yeah. uh so you guys uh doing lessons for a few years uh and uh i guess that's going well i mean you guys are really taking falling in love with it and stuff playing guitar together and stuff yeah yeah that's where yeah. all the, the music uh really kind of started taking hold yeah yeah and i think it was i think it was a year into us playing we then got our first electric guitars um yeah that, that was a, a leap of faith by our parents i'm sure <laughs> yeah yeah um i uh uh so my buddy matt bosler um he's recently shared some of his story about like getting into guitar and like and his brother uh his older brother brian was the lead player mm-hmm. and i guess when they wanted to start a band like well they they needed a bass player so his matt's the little brother picked up playing bass and he's like so he says bass guitar is the is the little brother to the <laughs> the elite guitar and stuff you know and i, I always kind of laugh made me laugh but like so i was just uh I was wondering about like if if there was ever that dynamic like you know you guys both playing guitar and stuff if there was always a, an, any talk about the little brother playing bass or 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 something else or in the band or something like that kind of thing. No, there was never any um, you know talk of like playing bass guitar versus yeah the regular six string, but um, yeah, I mean we we were just it was it was a healthy competition, right? Well. Sometimes not so healthy, but uh, yeah, it, I think looking back, we did motivate each other to continue to get better. And there were times when we would practice together and actually help each other out. 
other times that wouldn't be the case you know um yeah i mean i think a lot of my um period of falling in love with with guitar was after we got the those electrics uh those jay reynolds guitars oh yeah jay reynolds <laughs> actually it's over in the corner <laughs> that's gonna be a theme here but right, uh yeah. but um yeah no just um uh, finally being able to turn on the, the distortion and oh, yeah. uh but um no i, I mean playing metallica on a strat copy <laughs> there were there were you know days we'd be playing or practicing you know two to four hours at a time and um and uh you know just trying to really nail that crazy train intro and <laughs> but um um no i mean that's where i think a lot of that's where we started to really branch out into different um classic rock you know mm-hmm. uh music that's when we started um uh acquiring music off the internet uh super legally no <laughs> but uh shout out to limewire yeah. right? <laughs> but no that just kind of opened up a new you know avenue into different different styles different uh different bands but also you know and for the record we do both pay for music now so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. that was that the wild west of the internet yeah. <laughs> but um no, that that was probably you know, uh, I think that was the time I I was slightly better <laughs> than Matt. No, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was the case for a long time. All right, for a very long time. Um, I don't remember at what point you had said that that changed, but <laughs> high school. Ultimately, yeah. that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there were a couple performances that we did when we were like. 8 and 11 I guess it would have been um, there was always these Christmas concerts that our, our lesson studio would have at, at some church uh, Zarky Music Studios is where we took lessons by the way um, you know I, I I think not just us but a lot of a lot of people owe their success to their existence yeah you know um, I know a lot of other local musicians in town that have either worked there um or took lessons there so it's yeah it was it was they had a good thing going um but yeah they they would put on these christmas concerts and the first one that we did we worked up an arrangement of carol of the bells by uh that well we was based on the trans-siberian orchestra version yeah obviously not as crazy uh in my mind it was like at the time well yeah (laughs) yeah and we did we got a standing ovation for that one. All right. Um, we there was a part in the middle that whatever was happening on the, on the record was just way too hard, and so we cut that part out. And he actually came up with something of his own uh, in order to fill that gap. And uh, yeah, it turned out really, really well. Yeah. And, you got yeah. any? Uh, is there home video of that or? or uh Somewhere, there yeah, somewhere, somewhere there is. Um, yeah. I would have to do some digging <laughs> right. in order to find that, but yeah, but yeah, I think we're maybe what eleven and eight I think or that so. was. Uh, I think that was the same year that we got our electric guitars, yeah. which 
we were only a year into playing at that point. Right. And uh, it's funny because anytime that uh, he would get music equipment for his birthday, his birthday's in September, mine's in October. So I would always get my birthday present early, at, you know, <laughs> because uh, sure. my parents didn't want me to feel left out <laughs> on, you know, because we it's something we were pursuing together. So. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, so obviously, uh, that went well. Big standing ovation, he said. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you said something uh, along the lines uh, in the text about uh, that you guys had a rush, like band tribute band or something for a while. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, was that? I guess I was. Was that soon after or so around this time too? Or uh, that was that was in no, our, that was in high school. Oh, high yeah. school. We were in high school jazz band at SLU, and uh, um, how did that even come to fruition? Uh, <laughs> so let's back up a little bit, okay. because we put on, we did a thing for our grade school. Uh, they had a talent show, right. and a bunch of friends all got together, uh, mostly people that were his age. Um and then there was me, but uh, yeah, we we did this band thing for uh, for that talent show, and then at one point the drummer for that sold us his drum set, and my parents bought it from him because he was getting something better, and it was a complete surprise. We thought we were just going over to this guy's house for band practice, and uh, uh, he, he handed Larry the key, <laughs> yeah. the the drum key. And he said, I, I pass this over to you. <laughs> and uh, the, the drum set was all, it was still set up, but they put a sheet over it. And then, you know, we were both just like, this is ours? Okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> and, Shout out to Preston. <laughs> yeah, Preston Seymour. <laughs> he plays in, he played in a metal band, uh, if they're yeah. still together. They were touring. Uh, Hallow Point. Hallow yeah. Point, yeah. I've been on the show. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Uh, yeah. Those guys and, are uh, they rock for sure. I don't yeah. think I don't think they're active right now. Or I right. don't know what happened yeah. with uh, over there. I think they're on a, a hiatus. A hiatus of sorts, yeah, yeah. But, okay. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do like those guys a lot. Though. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, after that, I, I uh, got into playing drums. I was just learning by ear, just putting on ACDC and you know practicing keeping a beat and. You know, everything's slightly different speeds. It's all the same drum beat <laughs> with ACDC, but it's four four, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I started exploring other songs that were progressively more difficult, and I tried my hand at Dream Theater once, and it didn't go well. All right. Um, ACDC to Dream Theater. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Natural progression. <laughs> but then I had tried my hand at, at some Rush songs, and I one of them that. Uh, I started playing a lot was YYZ and I had, I, you had mentioned that to your friend, uh, or our friend, Patrick, uh, Patrick Mulligan. Uh, he was the bass player in the high school jazz band. And, uh, when I found out that he was a huge rush fan, I asked, I asked through you if he knew YYZ and if we wanted to try that for the, uh, high school talent show. And, uh, so that's where that all started. We did the one song, and then we would just get together and 
learn all kinds of stuff. He was an incredible bass player. Yeah. Still is. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I remember when we were practicing in during our like free period uh, at, at SLU, um, we, I, I guess we were good enough that when they were like giving tours to incoming students, they would like always stop in and <laughs> listen to us play. You know, muddling through YYZ, trying to nail it yeah, <laughs> yeah. for the talent show. But um, uh, yeah, that one also got a pretty good ovation. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess yeah, it was after you had started drumming that. I yeah, was wondering how we we pulled that together to because we we got through YYZ first and then we're like, hey, I think we could. I think Let's we learn can, some other ones. Yeah, I think yeah. we could uh, take over this rush thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was another you know huge influence from our our dad though. I I remember another time he put on twenty one twelve, kind of almost ceremoniously while we were learning guitar mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it was, I remember one time specifically, uh, when, when we were, were helping him to refinish our basement at their house and, uh, he put on, he put on 2112 and he started singing along very loudly, yeah. <laughs> uh, with, with that opening part of 2112 where <laughs> Geddy Lee's hitting all those crazy high notes and. The notes were there, but that vocal tone was not. <laughs> and that was, I thought that was just the funniest thing here to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, my dad kind of got me uh, into music in a, in a similar kind of uh, way, like early when, uh, I can I have memories of like uh, you know, a lot of ZZ Top, Skinner, Almond Brothers being played around the house a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, and like when we go on like our camping family camping trips and stuff, there always be like those uh, those kind of greatest hits playing and stuff. And and then also Dad was like big into like Conway Twitty and it's like kind of like more of a classic country stuff too. And mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, but musically, like he, we would every now and then we like, uh, I remember we had a piano at our house and, you know, who knows when it was ever last tuned or anything, but, uh, but dad would always, uh, you know, walk by it every now and then and just be like, you know, like, <laughs> like that's all he would knew how to play was the, the opening to, uh, Bob Seger, right. old time rock and roll. And, and um, so uh it always made me laugh that that was like just all he that's the only part he knew was like and uh <laughs> that's all you need to know yeah <laughs> yeah and uh we kind of had a family band thing we did for a while like not you know <laughs> whenever not we outside the house it was just in our like sunday afternoons we'd be uh you know hanging out me me him and my brother and um and he'd start kind of noodling around on guitar he played a little bit a little bit of electric guitar a little uh but mostly harmonica was like the one that like he where he like shined like and he played out with like a couple of like blues and bluegrass bands and different stuff like just kind of never really like had, was a permanent member of the band but just kind of jammed with different players and yeah um but uh we would um uh, we would start like singing along and stuff to these songs and like 
And uh, I remember like vivid memories of like me and my brother doing like Ozark Mountain Daredevils, like uh, you know, like the I've been standing on a rock, just waiting for my seeds to grow. So, <laughs> yeah. And he, of course, at the time, I have no idea what they're um, talking about, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, now uh, I'm wondering what those seeds might have been. But, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was fun, man. Especially like at that age, like you know, as you're finding out who you are, and you know, as a as a young man and everything, and kind of mm-hmm. like his music starts like kind of shaping you, you know, everything, and it's really really fun. It's exciting times, and I wish I, I wish I played you know, more like it actually pursued it, but I've always just been a giant fan and, and I'm sure like you guys like deep diving in through those rush records and everything else. Like you just, at that point you're like just trying to learn as much as you can, as fast as you can. Like, yeah. Oh, have you heard this? Have you heard, you know, whatever, like just soaking it all up, man. And so like, that was, I just remember those times there was a lot of really exciting things with music for me then too. So. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, our, I think, how old were you at your first concert? Seven? It was, oh, no, I wasn't that young. Well, was it? Uh, I was I was 10. Yeah? Yeah. What was that? What was that show? Sammy Hagar. Hey, all right. All right. Yeah, we went together. So. <laughs> Not exactly the environment for a 10-year-old, but hey, it's... Yeah. I, that, uh, seeing him do that, put on that show... Sure. And, you know, my 10-year-old brain was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and looking back, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, um, no, it, it, so that that definitely sparked uh, the love of just going to concerts. Right. Um, and that was when I was in fourth grade. And then the next year, um, one of our friends and I and uh, – our mom and this other kid's mom went up to Chicago to see dream theater. And that one was another just crazy experience. Yeah. yeah my, my friend Matt and I, this was in our, you know, uh, cause he was playing guitar as well. And, and, uh, uh, in that band, we were, you know, playing with the talent show at, at in grade school. And, um, that was in kind of our deep dive of like me- metal and prog rock and uh you know staying up all night and and just listening to all these crazy uh you know solos from john petrucci and and uh joe satriani yeah steve Vai, mm-hmm. you know just all the the virtuoso stuff so <laughs> but um yeah that we were really into that um at that point still are but uh <laughs> yeah but uh yeah we're actually going to see joe satriani in uh, october october when he comes through but yeah um but yeah we went to see dream theater live was was it was it was this was it like uh vi was satriani's guitar teacher or something other way around other joe way. satriani oh, yeah, taught right. steve vi yeah that's right yeah, yeah. uh so yeah that's that's pretty wild to think about that yeah um yeah i knew it was i knew there was a connection i got yeah i had it backwards but um yeah i don't know those uh that'd be fun to go to go see him together yeah Yeah, i'm looking forward to it yeah we've seen steve vi like front row basically 
That was back in. It wasn't basically front row. It was front row. <laughs> um, it was 2013. I was a freshman in college, and I remember specifically. I talked to one of my teachers and let them know that I was getting to go see Steve Vai, and I would be out of town. I'd miss a class or two, and uh, and he he told me he said, you know you might be able to get that excused and consider it professional development because you're going to hear, you know, someone on your instrument. Right. And, you know, it, it's a worthwhile experience. So I tried that and they didn't, they didn't, uh, <laughs> they didn't approve of that. They were like, you're only going to be gone two days. Just do the work that hey, you're going to uh, miss. <laughs> hey, you, you got to shoot the shot though, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did tell me though they were, they were more like, don't worry about the work until after you come back. Right. You know, go enjoy it. But yeah, so it was, it was cool. Uh, I remember I got a fist bump from Steve Vai that night. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to sort of uh, uh, d- not not exactly dive bomb, but you know, kind of wobble the, the oh. The uh, whammy bar there. Yeah. But, <laughs> he's, yeah, he definitely gets the, the, the crowd involved, I think. What was it? A couple dozen people up on the stage mm-hmm. at some point. But, yeah. But uh, Was that your first concert, too, the Sammy show? Yeah, we went yeah. as a family. So, I, uh, My first one, I remember like, asking my mom to take me to was uh, – Matchbox 20 in 1997. Nice. Um, at uh, Enterprise, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever, Havis or whatever it was then. Um, yeah, so with Semisonic and Soul Asylum opening up. Oh, so nice. That was uh, the first, like, I was, that first record came out from Matchbox 20 and was, like, massive. And I was, like, uh, that was big, big one for me then. I was, like, and my mom and took me and my buddy Chuck and, and uh, it was a good time. Solid um, '90s show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you uh, <laughs> uh, not quite, uh, you know, ten. But I was thinking of like just you talking about how like not really a great atmosphere for uh, for a kid. But, <laughs> but I was thinking there was a fa- fast forward a little bit later. I think it was like '99 or something in that area. Uh, there was this show I went to at Z like a Z107 summer party thing. And uh, maybe 2000, whatever it was, but it was right there, like, or maybe not, no, it had to be like 99, because, uh, like, Sugar Ray was there, and <laughs> they, um, Fly was like, you know, the huge hit in around that 97 or whatever, 98. And, but I remember specifically that song that they were playing, and like, there was this guy in the lawn, like, had a joint hanging out of his mouth, and, and he's like, singing along and he's got his arms out and he's like i just want to fly you know like (laughs) i don't know for whatever reason that's like in you know burned into my brain this guy singing this song and like yeah and that sticks with me still all these years later i will say yeah at at one point during the sammy hagar show i turned around and we were actually we were in the seats at riverport and i turned around and like the entire lawn was just nothing but you know, glowing uh, cloud of smoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just glowing orange because yeah. of you know everyone's with their joints and their cigarettes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, 
It was funny. Every once in a while, I'd be like, what's, Mom, what's that smell? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, it, was a, it was a good good time, though. Yeah. Yeah, man. Rock and roll. <laughs> but that, yeah. Uh, we did Bonnaroo five years in a row together. So. I only went four times. That's I guess that's your right. first, that first year you went without year. me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were, you were also pretty young. Yeah. Yeah, was I was before high school for you. I was I was in high school at the time. Yeah. So, but yeah, was I was seventeen when I went to my first Bonnaroo. And the selling point on going to that one was um, the fact that Fish was headlining it. One of my friends uh, in high school introduced me to. I remember it was right before a uh, chemistry exam, and. He was. T- he asked me if I'd ever listened to Fish, and he was like, "Check out their album, Billy Breathes. Everything on there is just super chill, and it's amazing." And so I, I listened to that album uh, after I had heard their song "Stash," um, which is that was the one that that did it for me. I hold. I heard that song, and I was like, "I got to check these guys out more." And then getting to actually see them live after listening to a bunch of their live recordings. Uh, it was, it was amazing. I've seen them now, um, probably over twenty times. Yeah. And each time, it, I, yeah, every time except the first time, um, my mom has gone with me. All right. Yeah. Because that that same year that they played Bonnaroo, they had a show in St. Louis, and uh, she was. We would listen to Fish on on Friday afternoons on the way home from when she would come pick me up from high school my freshman year. And, uh, yeah, so she she really liked the music, too. So I said, when they're coming to town, we're going. Nice. And so it's it's been a thing that we've been doing together for a long time, not just fish concerts either. Right. Um, and let's see, it had to be, I was, I was in seventh grade, and I saw that this band called El Monstero was playing at the pageant and yeah. tickets were only like 25 bucks a piece and I said it was a Pink Floyd cover band for those of you that don't know and I've gone every year uh, usually more than once each year to go see them I think that might have been the last time I, uh, maybe one of the last times I saw you out there and stuff too I bumped into you at that show with mom so yeah that's right yeah, yeah. probably not the last time but I remember we I remember that seeing you all there yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I I put that one off for a long time. Uh, I I don't know. I might even told you the story, but I I went. I had a uh, people gave me some free tickets to go. You know, see some these tribute bands, and I'd I'd seen a couple of really awful ones that I didn't like at mm-hmm. all, and so I kept thinking that you know. I'm like no, every tribute uh, band yeah, is the same right. Way. I heard a tribute band. I'm like uh, <laughs> no, I don't like that. I don't want anything to do with that. Like, and everybody kept saying oh, this. Uh, this El Monstero is like really good. And I'm like all right, well, anyway. So I end up getting somebody gave me tickets or whatever it was. Somehow I end up going for the first time, and uh, yeah, it just blew my mind. I was like holy shit, like these guys. There's this is <laughs> there's a very big difference in tribute <laughs> yeah. bands you know that that term and absolutely uh, and those guys uh are top tier you know like incredible show i mean visually 
and you know audio audio too like you just close your eyes and it sounds like a the record you know and then they but then you open your eyes and you got this wild Cirque du Soleil type of show and <laughs> it was just so much fun yeah and uh yeah I've been the same I'm like I usually go a couple of times and I've been just about every year since then and I don't, I don't think I went to the any of the you know COVID shows during whenever they tried to do limited capacity things or whatever but I I did uh you know I went this uh in 21 and and so it's good to be back in there and seeing the show again and yeah um and then I've been to the the summer shows too. Like I've been to a couple of those, and like and those are always fun. Yeah. When you get the helicopter to fly right. over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and which they're going to do again this year. They're doing uh, with uh, in living color, which will be uh, oh, well. it'll be a yeah, wild yeah. night out there. That's so. right. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I uh, that's cool that uh, you have that with mom. That's why I had a lot of fun with my mom. Um, going to shows with her when, especially after she retired. Uh, we would, you know, hit up a lot of shows, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, she would go to Sean Cannon's Voodoo Players with me every, when I went working at the door at Oyster Bar, and she'd she'd just ride along for the night to watch the show and stuff, and yeah, uh, things like that. So we went to a ton of concerts together, and it was fun to have that, you know, where um, just another you know moment to hang out and stuff, spending all that time together and things. So it was cool to Definitely. cool to have that. But uh, yeah. yeah, man, so. Uh, so you guys, you, you kind of, uh, alluded to early on, uh, that, uh, you know, you guys spent a lot of time playing music together growing up, but, uh, there was a, a point where your path started to, uh, split, right? So as, yeah. uh, going to, going to school and things. So, uh, what, uh, what was that? What was that? Was there a certain moment you think of, or was it just, uh, or is it just natural like I'm gonna put the guitar down for a little while and focus on school or how's that I'll let you speak on that one because I I don't yeah I mean I I wasn't in your head so (laughs) I mean I would say you know the peak of my (laughs) playing uh would have been you know with our friend Patrick playing uh the in the Rush Tribute band uh Mars on the Horizon was our name but uh (laughs) we did a couple summers of you know benefit concerts and things and played at the firebird one of those uh summers that was in high school mm-hmm. i still have the 20 dollar bill that we got from the venue <laughs> <laughs> that's our, that was my first paid gig yeah, <laughs> but um no i mean you know i think that's when um you know matt i think that's when you really took off just musically you know, learning Neil Peart songs by ear. Uh, I don't think many they, people can they say that. They weren't perfect by any means, but well, but I don't, I don't think many people can can say they've done that. And I, you know, I, uh, um, you know, it's pretty spot on if you ask me. But uh, um, yeah, I guess after graduating high school, I uh, that was kind of the point where I. I don't think I actively, you know, sought to put the guitar down or anything, but um, so, went off to college. Went, you know, but um, you so you stopped taking lessons when you got into high school, though, right? Yeah, because it, it kind of transitioned into jazz band through high school. So I think that was the conversation I had with Dad, you know, because at at some point it was. I think we, I was still taking lessons in the freshman year of high school, but it, it was just getting to a point where 
there wasn't much time to do anything else with, you know, we were in Boy Scouts as well and, um, and, uh, trying to be active there and keep up with school. You know, for me, I, um, I wanted to, um, kind of transition just to, um, I guess toward the lessons through, through school, um, and, uh, yeah, stop taking the, the extra outside lessons. But, um, yeah, after going to college, I think that was where I really kind of, um, stopped playing as much. We would, you know, my, my buddy, Matt, we were roommates in, uh, in college freshman year and we'd noodle on the guitar, but, <clears throat> um, definitely lost my edge there. <laughs> So, um, so you went that's in, probably the division, the, you know, the diversion point. But right. um, you went into studying medicine. Yeah, right? I was pre med through college. Um, did a lot of shadowing back in you know in St. Louis during the summers. Um, thought I was gonna you know go into surgery, but uh, through you know some of the um, personal experiences I had as a kid going through multiple surgeries with, um, cleft lip and palate, but, um, um, yeah, I ended up doing, doing well through, uh, through college, pre-med, got accepted to SLU for medical school. Um, and then, uh, still thought I was, you know, going into surgery, um, for a couple years into medical school, but then I got, you know, third year we'd rotate through these different uh specialties and um fields of medicine i really fell in love with the the primary care side of things so thought i was either going into pediatrics or um uh you know what really got me was family medicine um i enjoyed the variety of it and uh um getting to talk with with adults and little kids. So, right. you know, the, the full spectrum and, um, um, still, you know, um, yeah, I think, uh, throughout, uh, throughout all that, you know, difficult time with studying and, and, uh, um, you know, the busyness of things, the anchor, you know, um, whether it be, you know, through meeting my now wife, uh, Jenny, but, um, or, you know, jamming through, um, uh, together with Matt or, or our buddies, our, you know, music was really something that kept me anchored and sane and <laughs> it still does. But, yeah. uh, um, you know, we'd go to concerts, we'd went through, you know, went to, honor those several years it was a nice escape <laughs> but um um you know, music's been the common thread throughout all that and i still kind of like to you know i always like when establishing with a new patient that comes in the clinic and they're wearing a you know rush shirt or pink floyd shirt and like all right we're gonna take at least two minutes to talk about that <laughs> but uh no it's um um, yeah, it's been, it's been definitely a journey, but, um, 
you know, it's been really awesome to be able to come back and see, you know, I, I, I say come back, but I've been here the whole time, but, uh, you know, um, see Matt have grown to the, um, through the, the, the ranks with music and being able to hop up a couple of times on stage with you, you know, and jam at the Oyster Bar or at Cafe Telegraph or wherever, but, uh, yeah yeah that's that's always fun when you get to do that and uh that that steve bauer is just super cool for uh you know letting musicians come up and play and yeah that guy's all right (laughs) (laughs) decent yeah decent person i love steve he's one of the best yeah uh yeah big shout out to steve yeah absolutely Uh, he so i in my undergrad, I uh, I got my bachelor's in music education from Webster University, and I didn't have to, uh, but I chose to put on a concert, um, and I invited Steve and a couple of the other people that I had known in in my music community to that point. Um, you know, just people that have basically seen me throughout the entire process. You know, because Steve was one of the managers at Zarkey's when we first started there and uh, after that concert was done, um, we, we played a uh, Spain by chick Korea. That's, that's not an easy one to play. Um, and I, at, after that, that was the last tune of the concert. After that was done, Steve came up to me and he said his exact words were, Holy shit. I knew you could play, but I didn't know that you could play like that. Yeah. And then he said, you're welcome to come sit in with me anytime at the Oyster Bar uh, or any of my solo gigs where I'm playing. And so I just took him up on it. And then it turned into a regular occurrence. And he told me at one point, he said, if you're interested, if you want to do this as a duo, I'm I'm totally down to do that. And uh, it I said, are you sure you want to do that? Because like, I don't want to take away from your pay. And he said, I'm having too much fun. I'll take the pay cut <laughs> and right. we can just do this more. And you know, it it's worth it. So that was, that was super humbling, you know, to hear that from him. Yeah. And, uh, and how old were you then? 22. So that's like when you first, when I f- became a professional musician, I guess, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was crazy because it that concert was in November of 2016, and then I graduated uh, in 2017, in May of 2017, and I uh, just took a job teaching uh, guitar at, at the junior high school down in Cape Girardeau. So it was 100 miles away from St. Louis, and. Uh, you know, Steve was not exactly thrilled that I was going to be leaving town after we had just started this, you know, after I yeah. committed to uh, doing the duo stuff with him. And for a while, um, while I was teaching, it was, you know, I, I, I wasn't able to be up in St. Louis every weekend. Um, but then it got to a point where he would text me early in the week and he'd say, I'm doing a gig this weekend. Come play if you want. I can pay you. So I just started coming up every weekend and, uh, you know, it just, it became a regular thing. And then 
um, when All Roostered Up needed another guitar player, they looked for about a month, and I subbed with them a couple times in that time. And I I would hang out with Steve on the weekends after, after shows were done, and I told him, I said, I'm willing to make the drive. It's too fun. Yeah. <laughs> and in March of 2018, so towards the end of my first year of teaching, uh, I I was hired to be in the band officially. Nice. So I was making that trip up every weekend for the next year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then I, I left I left teaching in Cape um, to pursue grad school. So, and that's just about done now. I, I have one more big test I have to take. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it should be official in in May. Yeah, that was part of the. Uh uh, you know, I mentioned some of the reschedules. That was some of it. We were, you were, uh, you know, my my part too. But uh, I, we, you were, you had your calendar pretty booked up with the uh, with school and things and preparing, you know, studying and yeah. And you just had this big uh, concert, right? Your mm-hmm. your uh, that you were. Yeah. So I I was given the option when I started grad school, um, instead of writing a thesis, I was allowed to put on a concert. Sounds like a so, no-brainer right there. <laughs> like, yeah, it, yeah, it was it was incredibly stressful and challenging, <laughs> yeah. and um, I'm I'm glad that things went the way that they did. There was there was talk of possibly postponing it, but uh, I when I heard that, I, you know, I, I really stepped it up, and you know, from that point, it was like, all right, I any time that I'm not actively doing something else that is you know needs to be done i need to be practicing and so yeah and it paid off yeah Yeah. man yeah 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 uh with the help of my bandmates throughout the entire process too um ian bushman and matt davis also from all roostered up uh they were on the concert with me and then we had uh, a drummer who i knew first time i was at webster um his name's tim moore he killer jazz drummer and uh yeah all those guys a huge help i mean matt and ian both hosted rehearsals you know because it's uh you know they they had the space to do so so um that was that was an awesome show (laughs) yeah man (laughs) yeah it was I knew you played well, but not that well. (laughs) (laughs) I it's it had its it had its moments for sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So what's uh, what's next? And I mean, like you you said, you got one more big test, and then that to be then graduation or yeah, then graduation. And I so I will be completely honest with you right now. I don't know uh, entirely what I want to do. I've been kicking around the idea of going back into teaching. Um, you know that a lot of people out there have said that you know teaching right now has its drawbacks sure you know but uh, I I mean I didn't hate the job right uh, probably the most challenging part was you know the basically the drive yeah <laughs> you know like traveling back and forth every weekend um but and and the timing of everything, it just it seemed to make sense, you know. At that point, I had a couple years of teaching experience under my belt. 
um, wasn't able to get the guitar program pushed up to the high school as well. Um, so I was like, well, okay, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll let the next guy handle that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that, that things all went the way that they did. By the way, I, um, the, some of the, the staff that I worked with at the school, some of the best people I've ever gotten to work with. So, I mean, it was, it was never any like issues between other teachers or anything like that. You know, it was just, it was personal life goals that that brought me back up here. And, uh, yeah. You, uh, you also said something before we clicked record that, uh, just, uh, what, yesterday you got to jump back behind the kit? Again. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to, you got to dust off the drum chops again, and yeah, yeah. We had uh, we had Ron Sykes from Funky Butt Brass Band with us, and one of the best too. Yeah, right. yeah. And always uh, they're uh, wearing his uh, Rock River Podcast hat too, man. And, and he was he, yesterday yeah, too. He, uh, yeah, I need to put that guy on the payroll or something. He's, <laughs> he's, he's always out advertising for it. Yeah, yeah. He. <laughs> uh, it was funny. Steve turned to Ian, our sax player, and. Before we do the last song, whenever we do, um, you can call me out by Paul Simon. He'll tell, he'll usually tell Ian, play some stuff, and we'll do Paul Simon. And uh, when he said that, I turned around to Ron and I said, "Do you know the chords to when the Saints go marching in?" <laughs> and he goes, "I think so." So I told him what they were real quick, and then I was like, "All right, we're switching spots." <laughs> so he played my guitar for that little bit, and then I got behind the drum set and my chops were not what they used to be especially <laughs> right? after you know three or four shots of jameson so <laughs> uh, spread out over a three hour period by the way it right. wasn't all back to back uh yeah is that one of the i mean obviously the guitar has been uh the big one but uh do you've been have you done any drumming much since the uh since the rush tribute days and not really yeah. no um the kit is all still it's not even set up in the basement right now all right when i when i moved back home for grad school uh i basically just moved my entire apartment's worth of stuff into my parents basement and there's a couple pieces of furniture at other family members houses right now a couple dozen guitars uh, yeah there's, there's a lot of guitars and the collection has only grown since i started working at music go round um what's the uh What's the like the prize piece in there? You think the what's prized the prized piece? What's the one the guitar that like means the most to you? You think? Um, or is it the that, one that means the most? Or is it still the that, one that I that play had. and learn? What's that? Is it still that play and learn? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I do want to hang on to that one for you know obviously sentimental reasons yeah. being the first guitar. Um, the one that I think I still love playing the most, and I have quite a few. Um. The one I think I love the most is it's a PVJF1. It's a semi-hollow body guitar. I bought it with my own money when I was... Uh, I got it for my 11th birthday. That was my birthday present to myself. It was $400 brand new. And the case had to be bought extra. And I remember uh, my parents saying, we'll buy the case. You yeah. have saved up enough of your money. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That one... That's that's one of my favorites. I actually, I bought another guitar 
from Guitar Center right before I bought that one. And uh, Bobby Caldwell, who also worked at uh, Zarky Music, uh, he, he was a phenomenal guitar player. Uh, he's in the, I think, the Missouri Country Music Hall of Fame. The steel guitar. Yeah. Uh, like the International Steel Guitar yeah yeah academy or whatnot <laughs> uh someone told me and i i would need to verify this but someone told me that in the liner notes of the allman brothers first album uh it says special thanks to bobby caldwell he taught one of the allman brothers how to play at one point Damn. yeah all right and and what willie nelson too uh didn't they know each other possibly i, I there was i've heard i don't <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, say that 100, percent but yeah. it's it's very possible. He uh, Bobby was an amazing guitar player, and uh, this guitar I bought, he told me he was like, "You don't want that for the kind of music that you play. Take that one back. I have one that's so much better, and it's it's that PV guitar." So yeah, yeah, and he was right. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. But yeah, he was he was cool. He had a uh, special handshake that he liked to do with uh, my brother and me. Um, I think we were a couple of his favorite students that that he would see every week. Uh, there were times he would interrupt our guitar lesson if he hadn't seen us come in before our lesson started, just to do that handshake, and then he'd turn around and leave. It was it was cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He'd see you walking up and. Yeah, there were times. Oh, he loved to mess with us too. Uh, he. <laughs> there were times when. He would jump out from behind the counter uh, and change the open sign to closed and then lock the door. <laughs> As we were walking up. Yeah, yeah. And that continued into after you stopped taking lessons. And there were a couple times he he, he got me because uh, it happened before I noticed that he was doing it. And then I got up to the door. I saw it said closed and I turned around and walked away. And I think there was one time he didn't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> so that counted as a no-show on my lesson. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Got him. Uh, yeah, man. That's, uh, I don't know. I, I wish I knew uh, more about guitar. Like, uh, yeah, I, obviously, I, I just, I think they're pretty. I think they're cool. You know, like, it just, uh, and I see all these guys playing these all these different models, and, you know, they all have their own, you know, different characteristics and stuff but uh yeah i don't i don't don't know i don't know much about that world uh you know but it's uh i do find them all interesting like i just love enjoying watching them all play and people everybody's got their own taste and their own weight styles and stuff and like it's just uh it's really cool as a fan like to watch like all these different people uh you know play literally the same instrument but make you know do find their own path with it and and uh you know and then there was all i was talking about the other night uh about how you got these guys like uh you know along the way uh you know your hendrix your eddie van halen or you know these guys that like change the way we know the instrument to be played and like all of a sudden like make it a whole new whole new thing like they just totally reinvented the way the guitar is played now and like yeah and uh so those are uh you know interesting moments to think about those in through history these these guys that 
you know picked up a picked up the guitar just like you guys did and yeah someday they ch- you know changed the face of the instrument whatever how we know it so yeah one of the one of the things that uh stuck with me was when i was teaching in cape one of the band directors showed a video of it he was he was a trumpet teacher and he was teaching beginning trumpet and uh one of the things that he said to his class on it might have even been just the first day of class he showed him this video and he said there was a time when that person that you just heard played worse than you guys are right now right which is true you know there's very few people out there that can just pick up an instrument and immediately they're good yeah you know and the the whole the whole child prodigy thing it still takes work, you know, at, at a certain point, uh, if you just, if you just let it, if you just keep, you know, playing the same thing over and over, you're going to hit a plateau. You know, it still takes work to, uh, take in that new musical language and get it out through the instrument. So, yeah, yeah, man, there's a, yeah, just those guys all, work their ass off you know <laughs> like it's, yeah. that's the key to it all like probably constantly just playing around all day with the guitar getting learning as much as you can like like you're saying and uh but yeah i think there's i get, i think people just assume sometimes like you know they're just going to be easy right off the bat and like well that's not the case anything you, anything you want to do is going to have to require work i mean whether whether it's guitar or whether it's going to you know medical school and stuff so either way you're going to have to work hard to you know learning and and trying to yeah study from everybody that that's done it before you so uh but yeah i think uh even uh i don't know even do this podcast man i get i i think i i often get asked you know how do i how do i do it how do i you know how do i do a podcast or what you know and that kind of things and i'm like yeah anybody can you can buy a mic and uh, people people let them start people have these ideas and like and then they realize oh that's a lot of work you know it's like you know it's more than just you know this it's you know it's, yeah you got to learn how to edit you got to learn how to do all you know whatever you know just there's more to it than just hey i'm gonna press record and do a podcast kind of thing so um and then i think uh, yeah i've noticed like i think that's the only reason why the show's ever got any of the success that it has is because of the longevity because i've outlasted every other person <laughs> doing the pod you know like <laughs> everybody else is like we'll do a couple and then they're like oh that's not, no, i'm gonna move on to something else and so <laughs> right yeah but yeah i mean i i put in a lot of hours and a lot of work to even get to this level you know and just like so it was definitely no matter what you want to do if you want to if you believe in it you put the work in you think you'll start seeing results but absolutely it's definitely something you got to work towards every day yeah so. yeah <clears throat> but to have the you know kind of a common theme i've heard you know as we talked about uh, making our way through this is you know we've had the support with from parents and and yeah family lot, and friends and a lot of family support a lot of uh support from friends that have basically become family too right you know um and being you know being the only professional musician in the family you know, it's when it comes to the musical aspect of, of things or, you know, how do you deal with this happen? Like with whatever 
if something goes wrong during the gig, I don't know that, you know, I, I don't know that a doctor is going to be able to <laughs> speak on that situation. You know what I mean? Um, do you ever get that? Like, uh, you know, obviously it's like the, uh, you know, typical, uh, movie or, you know, whatever kind of line thing would like, like, but, uh, why didn't you just go be a doctor like your, like your brother or something like that kind of stuff? Like, was there any of that kind of, when you decided to be, pursue music full time and stuff, was there any of that kind of kick back a little bit before you, um, before you proved yourself and that you made the right to call? The, uh, I wouldn't say there was pushback. There yeah. was support, um, you know, from both my parents. There was, there was a little bit of, I guess, really the only pushback was, um, my dad was insistent on if you go to school for music, I would like you to do music education so that you know you have a a fallback, right? You know, essentially. Um, you know, and yeah, so yeah. it's, uh, I just feel like, yeah. uh, you know, that it's that whole thing. And I've, I've it's kind of hard to see the end goal kind of thing, or especially yeah. like, uh, you know, you just want to, you, you sent, you parents want the best for you all. Absolutely. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, I, you know, that there wasn't ever really like a major tension because of, of, right. of that, you know? And I, like I said, I, I enjoyed my teaching job and I might go back into it. Yeah. You know, I, I have not made a definite decision yet. My entire focus for the last four months has been get through this concert, (laughs) (laughs) finish the degree and then figure it out. (laughs) There's, there's time, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, and, and going to school for teaching and, doing the teaching job only helped shape me into the musician that I am. Sure. You know, uh, getting to teach a class where you have a guitar in your hands for seven hours a day, you know, even if you're just strumming basic chords and helping kids think through this, um, you know, it, it opens up some things about the instrument that you otherwise wouldn't have even thought of. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, I, I don't, I don't regret any of, of the professional decisions that I've made. So, yeah. yeah. Has it, and has it always been, it's always since that Sammy Hagar show and stuff, <laughs> that was always, uh, music's what I want to do. It was never, yeah. it was never, uh, I want to do something else. Like I never had that dream as a boy. Not really. Yeah, no. It's always, um, I want to, I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, you know, other things had caught my interest while I was in school. I, yeah. I really liked my science classes, um, but you yeah. know, I, I never, I never thought beyond like science class. I want to be a chemist or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I kind of always knew that I wanted to have music as my job, right? Because I loved it so much. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. So I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> Aren't hoping, we all? hoping one day that, uh, I find the right thing, but, um, I, I kind of went through a, you know, a little, I related to your story, even, even though I'm older than you, but like I was, there's, there was those same kind of things when I was that age. And, um, there was a lot of like where I, 
when I was going through high school and stuff, I believed that I wanted to maybe pursue education as a, you know, going, being a high school teacher and sure. doing, uh, and, you know, coaching basketball and football or whatever, you know, getting involved in that kind of thing. Cause I had so much fun as a, as a student doing that stuff, like, um, that I thought it'd be fun to pursue that professionally and be involved and I don't know, quickly realize that school's not my strong suit. You know, I'm not, I'm not a great student. I, uh, I just, I don't know. So I was like, college wasn't really for me. And I did, you know, and then I started working, but I kept like, as more and more of that, that shift happened for me, like where music started really taking over my life, like where I'm going, you know, just went into the, wanted to go to as many concerts as I could. I want, I was doing, started doing the podcast, uh, you know, eight years ago and started doing that as much as I could. And like, and I kept thinking maybe one day that this will open up a, the right door to where I can pursue sure. something in music. Uh, the somehow I don't know what you know whether it, I I've often thought about it'd be neat to have like my own venue and do my own concerts there and stuff you know and that yeah. kind of thing like I you know there's a lot of different options uh, you know even as like you're talking about of, of being a guitar you know you have your your stage options but you also could teach and or do lessons or right, all yeah. the other things that come with it and uh and so you, you pretty much have to do that as 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 a musician right you know you very few people uh make a living only playing music mm-hmm. you know, they're they're usually teaching or working another job in addition to it you know and it's whatever works for one person might not work for somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I got, I mean, that's, I think that's across the board in entertainment. Like, unless you hit the point where you're like, you know, top tier kind of thing, but, right. but I've got buddies that, you know, do stand up and then they also act and like they, mm-hmm. I got a friend who does voiceovers for commercials and stuff from, you know, and like whatever, you know, you may, you find these little things that help pay the bills and keep it going and stuff, but you, you uh you learned how to wear a lot of different hats to to keep going so um it's all it's all related they're just not you don't you can't ever really like prime you know my this one job is gonna be the one that takes care of everything until it does right so yeah yeah it's a lot of work to get to that level but but yeah man so i don't know Uh, hopefully uh we'll we'll all get to where we uh where we want to be at here and uh you know things uh continue to keep pursuing those dreams and stuff so i i I see those memes online you know like um where it's like uh you know think about like where where you were five years ago when you thought like this is where you want to be at kind of thing and Mm -hmm. i don't know it kind of puts in perspective like we're all like doing what we wanted to do it's just like but those those it's a it's a moving goalpost kind of thing where it's like the dream keeps getting bigger and stuff yeah. or so um but we're all you know it's cool that we we've got to this point already in our lives so we're we're doing what we we always thought we wanted to do as kids and stuff and for sure so yeah but yeah man it's uh i'm excited to see what happens for us in the future and maybe we'll circle back around and do this uh again another day and yeah catch up where where we are in, the, in, in life at that time now. So, For sure. but I uh, appreciate you guys doing this, man. It's been really uh, a lot of fun talking music and, 
in life with you all. And yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks again uh, for doing this. That's like I said, it, uh, you know, uh, Jim always thought that this would be really cool to do. And it probably, the interview probably would have only been like a, you know, 15 minute radio yeah. spot or something like that. So it's cool that we got to have an extended conversation about it. But yeah, unfortunately he had, he had passed away, uh, unexpectedly he wasn't ever in bad health or anything like that and uh, we just we never got the time to be able to schedule it so yeah. thank you again for doing this in his honor yeah so. man, I, like I didn't know him but uh, I knew it meant something to you guys and I you know I'm, I want to support and uh, you know if uh, I, I think it's uh, I think it's cool that you you know to pitch the idea and like and yeah, shout out to Jim I mean I I think it's uh it's nice that he expressed interest in it and like wanted to support too. So definitely, um, yeah, he was a huge supporter of uh, all roostered up. Yeah, he and his he and his wife would be there almost every Saturday. So nice. Yeah, yeah. that. Uh, uh, yeah, I. Um, I don't know. It's, it's it stinks like that. Like there's there's a lot like for me too. Like. Uh, uh, which I, I try to be better about it now, but like uh, there's, there's been a lot of those where I keep saying I'm gonna, I would do it, uh, or uh, you know, even with my my own mother, I was like I, I kept thinking it'd be, be kind of cool. Like I saw Kevin Smith uh, at this uh, Q and A thing with, with uh, with Jason Muse at the pageant, and he was talking about his podcast, and you know, just like it, something clicked for him one day that he just wanted to do a lot more like recording with family and friends and mm-hmm. and have these moments and have it all documented and and like something along the lines like that he said uh really hit me and was like that uh like when as we get older and like the mind starts to slip and you know memories fade and things like the sound of somebody's voice is like the uh like one of the things that goes first or something like that and like so to uh preserve all this audio um, yeah. and have these you know conversations documented and things like um so uh i don't know it really like really resonated i was like man i you know i always thought podcasting was cool it could be fun and silly and things but like to know that there's could be something potentially really special about this you know even uh uh just to again to catalog all this audio and stuff and like um and i've had a couple of those moments where either past guests or you know are no longer with us and i've went back and revisited those episodes mm-hmm. um you know but uh, th- at that moment it resonated i was like i should probably start doing a little more with my friends and family and more you know beyond just you know entertainers and things sure yeah and i kept thing- saying something about doing something with mom and like it was like she was like oh what am i gonna talk about you know and like kind of thing and and i'm like oh just be f- you know good to talk you know i have this recorded and uh and she we, we never did it and and uh mm-hmm. And she passed in 2019, and uh, it's you know it's one of those things. Kind of, it's a regret, you know. It's a, it's something that sticks with me. I wish we would have, I would, wish we would have just done it. But I did have, she did sit in on a Al Holiday episode, which I thought was like, it was kind of cool. And having that memory of her actually being there, and like I think she just says hi, but like <laughs> you know have that on the show. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to that, you know, like what Jim was saying, like you know, just like kind of like. You know, he wanted to do this, but it stinks that he didn't get to do it. But right. uh, you know, we finally we got to we got to do it in his memory, and um, so 
I get it, man. It's it's those moments kind of get away from us sometimes, and uh, we, uh, you know, whether whatever it is, but yeah. So I'm glad we did it, and uh, this was cool, guys. So thank you for doing this today, and yeah, thank you. And uh, be sure to find uh, Matt playing uh, around town with the extra three, and uh, all roostered up on your uh, Saturday mornings at broadway oyster bar yeah saturday or afternoon i guess so yeah. that's morning for me at, at noon but it's morning for all of us too <laughs> right. but uh you know yeah. we, <laughs> we um, still make it down yeah but uh yeah you can find uh you guys play all over town so there's a lot of opportunities catch uh extra three at your uh uh cafe telegraph we mentioned and stuff mm-hmm. like there's a couple billy g's of, in yeah. kirkwood um mm-hmm. over under bar on washington avenue Let's see what's another one we regular oh we also play at the oyster bar uh usually on sunday nights not every sunday anymore um mm-hmm. but yeah so there's we play out all around town yeah. so all right well and yeah so find uh facebook instagram all yeah, that and that's gonna be the best way to find us yeah but uh but yeah guys it's been cool and uh, uh, thank you and uh it may have like said maybe we'll do it again another day uh, yeah catch up so Sounds cool. good. Maybe bring some guitars next time. and we'll, uh, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Bye, everybody.